What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talks Flavor of the Week. Uh, I am Joseph King, and joining me, as always, is Jared Scott. What up, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm great. Welcome to the first episode of Flavor of the Week. Hope you're ready. I'm excited. Woo! I'm excited. I'm excited for the content that we're going to bring our Bomb City Locker Room Talk listeners. What What is Flavor of the Week for those that didn't catch the uh, last podcast? So we're wanting Flavor of the of the Week to be a variety show. Essentially, we want to bring you guys pop culture. We want to bring uh, nerd culture. We want to bring politics. We want to bring what's happening current event wise. Um, essentially, everything that we cover outside of sports, we're going to be bringing to you. And we want it to be kind of a review of the last week uh, and some main highlights. So kind of like, what what is the flavor of the of week? Of the week, yeah. exactly. So what's our flavor of the week this week? What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to start today's episode talking about The Last of Us 2. Yeah, it's been in the news a lot this weekend. The Last of Us Part Two. Last that of Us Part Two. Yes, title. That is the correct title. I, I'm just I'm brand new to the Last <laughs> of Us series. Joseph turned me on when he uh, he said he wanted to discuss. Oh, I turned him on all right. Oh, it was it was fast too. I was amazed at how quickly I could go from not interested to extremely interested. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about the Last of Us Part Two. Uh, it was recently in the uh, news mill for rumors for all you nerds out there. And then towards the end of the episode, we're going to do uh, our in-review of Dave, Hi, season Dave. one. Yes. It's so catchy. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever watched, so I'm looking forward to that part. Uh, but to get into things of The Last of Us, um, so yeah, The Last of Us Part 2 was currently in the news. Uh, for those that didn't know uh, what The Last of Us is, uh, The Last of Us is originally, uh, it, it is a video game developed for uh, Sony Entertainment on the PlayStation. It was originally released in 2013 for the PlayStation 3, developed by Naughty Dog. Uh, Naughty Dog is a first-party developer for Sony Entertainment. Uh, The original director was Bruce Straley, who's since left the company, and it was produced by Neil Druckmann. Uh, Neil uh, directed Uncharted 4 and is also directing the sequel for Last of Us Part 2. And Uncharted has a new movie that's being developed, and then The Last of Us has a series with HBO being yeah, developed currently, they, right? Yeah, they. I think maybe last month it got in talks. Uh, Neil Druckmann tweeted that uh, The Last of Us is coming to HBO. So given the popularity of how good things HBO can do, and I, so let's back up for a minute. Video game adaptions don't always work out. They actually rarely never work out Yeah. Uh, when somebody tries to bring it to the big screen. But I think if you do... A video game because a video game is like you know how long did it take you we're gonna get into how long it took you you just currently beat uh, yeah I just currently one. got into it you know you said that it's a PlayStation only platform uh, and I, I stick mainly to Xbox which is why I, I, I didn't sorry. get my no, it's I'm just okay. kidding I, you know I, I don't play there it enough to, no, to be a no part of that gaming discretion uh, discrepancy what, what discrimination discrimination there we go unless you're still playing like a Dreamcast. You know what? Shout out to you if you're just playing that crazy taxi trying to beat the <laughs> top record. Oh, crazy taxi that. was great. Um, but, you know, I it took me about eight to ten hours. Um, you know, since since I wanted to, to get it done this week and I wanted to review it, I did it on the easiest setting. Right. You know, just I was really looking story. for the story. And that right. was, I cried. Like the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes in, I'm not exactly sure how long it took. I... I don't want to spoil too much, but it's the first game. It's been out for seven years. It's been years. out for seven years if you um, haven't played it by now. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Last of Us 1 coming in. Three, two, get away from that microphone. Get away from that headset if you don't want to be spoiled. One, what happens in the first ten minutes of that when game? When Joel's daughter dies in his arms. Right? It, Man, it crushed me. And as a father. As a father, as a father to two girls. Yeah. I mean, it just... I never thought myself to be in that position of... of, of 
I don't know, man. It just it just wrecked me. It did. I sat there and I cried and I pushed, I, I paused the game and everything and I took my headset off and I was just like, do I want to do this? Do I really want to go down this emotional roller coaster that if it's gonna knock me and on my ass, the that first is like the perfect, ten minutes. God, that's the perfect word for what The Last of Us is. It is an emotional roller coaster. You play it for the, like a lot of Sony first party games. Uh, you play those games for the story. Uh, God of War that came out in 2018 was an amazing game. I don't. I, I'll have to let you borrow the PlayStation to play that. I played. I played some of the old God of Wars. The and new then, one though. Though it's blows it out of the water. It's yeah. crazy. But everyone's um, jumping on the Viking bandwagon. Oh yeah, the, you know, the new Assassin's new, Creed. I was about to say the new yeah, Assassin's Creed amazing. as well. Uh, um, but yeah, Last of Us is a third-person action adventure game uh, with some survival horror elements for those that haven't played it. Uh, but yeah, you play it for the story. And what I was getting at too about you know HBO and video game adaptions. Um, you know, it, when I first played The Last of Us, I think it took me 20, 25 hours to beat it on normal, getting through everything, experiencing like all the side stuff. In a movie, it is hard to adapt something that takes that long yeah. because the the story beats in a lot of video games, Last of Us, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, very great writing and storytelling. But to do that in a movie would be very hard because you can't do it in 90 minutes. Exactly. You know what I mean? But doing it in a TV series, I think, opens up the barn for... I think it's going to be good, especially given HBO. And I think I read uh, one of the writers... Um, Neil Druckmann's going to have creative direction on it, but I think they're bringing in one of the guys from, uh, not the two main dudes that did yeah. Game of Thrones, but there is going to be some Game of Thrones writers that HBO has. So That's exciting. So, I, I love what they did with Game of Thrones. I love the, the imagery in it, the scenes in it. I love, I love just the, the tone. Oh, the yeah. tone of it. It's like the tone, the difference between the DC universe and the MCU. That tonal shift is just different. And I like, I like what HBO does with with their productions versus Cinemax or Stars, some some of the other premium channels right. that are out. Um, before we get into the Last of Us Part Two, what are you just finished? Last of Us One. Yeah. What did you think as, as a whole of that game? It was great. I do. Um, I, I did use some of the walkthroughs and everything because, like I said, I wanted to get through the story, so I didn't do a lot of the side stuff. You were on crunch. Which I, we were I was. I was. Like, I wanted to make sure and get for this in done time for this podcast. So. Well, and it was, and it was a. I was addicted to it as well. Like I know, I'm know I'm going to go back and finish it. I know I'm going to go back and probably spend hours, countless hours, right. delving into this. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. Obviously, it was the the easy mode. The shooting was was kind of lax. You know, I could sit yeah. there and, and aim for a couple seconds, but that's not the intention the, of the, the game. The gameplay itself is not that great. I will say, I will as a video game fanatic, I will say that the actual gameplay aspects are pretty. I give it kind of a B, B plus in the gameplay yeah. department. It's you're not typical third person over the shoulder shooter. Yeah. Uh, the aiming is kind of hard to do, but. You're not like some seasoned military veteran. You're a guy that's been living out in the wilderness. Exactly. Trying but to survive for 20 years. From just a story aspect, I mean, it was great. It, it really was. There was great character development. There was a lot. I mean, uh, we didn't get too much into into what Last of Us is. It's it's kind of a play on on the zombie genre in the sense instead, instead of being caused by aliens or some kind of virus, it's it's spores. Well, it's it, like well, mushroom it, spores. It is a, it's it a was, virus. It was caused by a virus. Uh, there creates kind of like... A, it's called, they're called cordyceps. They infect the brain yeah. of the humans and uh, society kind of just collapses. And that was kind of one of the reasons the part two had kind of gotten delayed is because of everything that's going on in the world right now is a coronavirus. Sony and Naughty Dog did not feel that they, this was a good time. It was, it got put, it was originally supposed to release sometime in March. 
Then it got delayed until September, and then they came out and said it's delayed indefinitely. And then they have a new release date now, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, that's kind of the gist of the story of The Last of Us. And that indefinite delay, I mean, I, I tried to look into what it might be if it was if it was coronavirus related or something like that. It didn't it didn't make sense as a business to do that because yeah. everyone's gonna be home. This is when I would think if you've got exactly. this major release, push it. I get it. I know people are you know, this, the coronavirus, and we've talked about so much of it lately on these last few podcasts, and I know people are tired of hearing about coronavirus in general, but yes, that topic is going to hit home for a lot of people. It, they, people yeah. have lost people to that, but I think that if, I think it would have been, honestly, it could have been marketing, good, good marketing to release it during yeah. this time. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, so you enjoyed it? I did. Who's your favorite character in it? <sighs> You know, a, a lot of me wants to say Joel because I see the father aspect in it. Right. Um, and then when I saw it, when when I met the young kid, uh, I can't think. I can't think of his name. We met the uh, the dad and his and the, or not the dad, the brother, the two brothers. Oh, the two brothers. Oh my God, it's been uh, the, years the young since I the younger that. brother. Man, I, I I I liked him a lot. I knew he wasn't going to be a, a long lasting character or anything, right. but I re- I really liked him just because the innocence. I mean, he he wanted to be a kid so bad. That scene when they when Joel and Ellie meet up with him and they kind of like and then they're sitting in that house right before uh, the younger brother becomes infected. Right. Uh, that whole like them just talking about being on Henry was the Henry, older Henry, Henry name. Sam Sam and Henry, Henry and yeah, Sam right. yes they they were talking about being on a motorcycle and Joel was talking about how he used to ride a motorcycle back in the day and it was just kind of neat because you're sitting there in this post-apocalyptic world with these characters and then they're talking about things that are relevant in our time and it's like yeah man you gotta take don't take for granted anything because it could change yeah like that yeah but no I, I gravitated to Sam I like Joel. But just, I mean, Ellie, Ellie went through so much and there was so much growth in her character. She that. has, I, th- I think, telling, having, putting a 14-year-old girl in a world like that is so, that's so messed up and to have her go through what she went through, yeah, it kind of, that, how do you not like that character? Exactly, exactly. How do you not gravitate toward the strength that she kind of portrayed? Kind of give you a little background on me. I love video games. I'm a big nerd, but this game in particular is like one of my favorites of all time that... Um, one of the first things me and my wife ever did when we first started dating is she came over to my house and uh, sat down and watched me play The Last of Us. And we liked the name Ellie so much that our daughter Ellie uh, that I talked about on our introduction episode, that's who we named her after is Ellie from The Last of Us. So she's got a Last of Us poster that hangs in her bedroom. She has no <laughs> idea what it is, but dad likes it. There so you there go. You. And mom likes it too. There you go. That's kind of hard to get away from. Um, I'd have to say... It's not necessarily a big shock. I was really surprised that that they included in the writing. I thought it was really good writing uh, at the ending of Last of Us um, was when Ellie Ellie kind of reiterated, almost like she kind of knew that there was something wrong with the way that they had left Firefly uh, or the Fireflies. And and when she kind of asked Joel, are you sure that everything right. everything that you told me is legit? Have you seen any of the trailers for the story seen, for the Last of Us? Part I've two? seen nothing. No, I'm, you haven't. No, I'm going in. I'm going in completely blind to this next chapter. So I'm, I'm excited. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I know before we did this podcast, you were originally going to talk about looking up some of the leaks. Yeah, that'll go on to the next thing. And I'll, 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 yeah, so I'll did you do that. that? I did, I did. Oh. I sat there and I, well, let me tell you what I did. I sat there and after we had that conversation, because another thing that we want to get into is is a little bit of the spoiler culture. Right. Um, but I, I said, you know what, I'll play devil's advocate and I'll just go and look at these leaks. And... I figured oh, I'll get a little bit into the game, and, so and I before, have some context. Before any listeners get worried, don't worry. I do not. I would 
kill Jared if he spoiled The Last of Us Part Two for yeah, me. So there is not going to be any spoilers. No here. spoilers for the. He no just, spoilers for that at least. He just went in there and looked at that just to kind of because we're going to talk about spoiler culture and kind of is it okay to spoil things and when is it is it ever okay to spoil anything for yeah. people? Yeah. And we'll kind of get into some of that stuff. But uh, but yeah, no, I I got ready to, but I I was like I want some context of who these people are before I go into getting spoiled by it. Uh, and then I was I, I finished that first night and then I couldn't I can't. I refuse to just because I'm that I'm invested. So you didn't get too deep into it. I didn't. I didn't look at any spoilers. So I, I, I caved at the last second. We'll go ahead and get into why is the Last of Us Part Two in the news? Why is this flavor of the week content? Well, um, on last weekend, April 25th, Saturday, uh, some videos started surfacing on YouTube, and these videos depicted uh, cutscenes that were not published or released by Naughty Dog. Um, the game is still under. It's not even under an embargo yet. Nobody's reviewed the game at all. It's still technically considered in development. Um, it has not gone gold. Uh, if you don't know what that term means, going gold in a video game, that is when the game is ready. You have the final copy that has been developed and put onto a disc that is ready to be sent to the factories to go mass produce. I didn't know that that terminology. That's what going gold to know. is. Awesome. And it's not even any. It's not at that point yet. So obviously, Naughty Dog did not want these cutscenes being sent out. Yeah. Um, apparently there was, uh, multiple videos that showed, uh, here's an article from Kotaku via Mike Fahey. Sorry if I got that name wrong. Uh, the footage uploaded to YouTube over the weekend seems to depict gameplay and what looks like a pivotal cutscene from the eagerly anticipated game. Some of it is in English, some in German. All of the footage contains debug information in the lower left hand corner of the screen, listing level names and other data, data. Because of this developer-level data, some news outlets are reporting rumors that the footage was uploaded by a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee. The original uploader had their channel removed from YouTube, but not before the footage was downloaded and then re-upped by other accounts. People, like, that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, Things yeah. get leaked, and then some copycat posts it and posts it and posts it. So or they just, you know, they repost it on their own. You know, they're never, no one's going to turn in. It's not like it was in the 90s and the 80s. No one has one right. copy of anything anymore. Um as of this writing, uh, Mike writes on Kotaku that he cannot find, he can still find many of the clips with basic, with the, just a basic YouTube search. So, uh, and he's watched the leaked footage. Uh, if, if it is as legitimate as it seems, it completely ruins many of the game's big reveals. So apparently there's big plot points in the leaks, and you said you've looked at some of those. I was going to. I haven't, I haven't oh, looked at look any. At no, any, no, I didn't okay. look. I was going to. I wanted some context, and so I kind of was like, ah, I'll wait. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad I did because I, I kind of right. want to go into this. But... On a personal level, I usually don't have an issue with spoilers. Like, I, I if I hear something, Star Wars: The Force Awakens was was spoiled for me. Infinity War was spoiled for me. Endgame was spoiled for me, and that was just I wasn't actively looking. Endgame for those was uh, spoiled for me. That was the last one, right? Yeah, that was that, the most that recent. one was spoiled for me by Lashawn McCoy, uh, who was playing, who now plays for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But um, shout out. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he post posted on his Twitter. He was playing with the Buffalo Bills at the time and totally spoiled in game for me. So I, I'm a huge comic book nerd. Yeah. I have only me and my wife just recently because of Disney plus started watching, trying to get ca caught up on those movies. But yeah, I've already got the whole thing spoiled for me. So I'm like, what's the point? Isn't that great that Disney plus has that? Yes, they have, they have almost all the MCU movies, right? Why, why don't they have them all? What's up with that? I know that there's a couple on Netflix, and Netflix has like a deal going on where it's, hey, we got it first. I think that's what it is. But there are pre-existing like, contracts that they still had to be fulfilled. Disney's Disney. They can do whatever they want. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't just said, okay, that's fine, but we own it. We're going to put it up. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's just eventually, you know, they want to maintain some kind of business business 
commonality. I have no <laughs> idea. They want to be business friends is, is what I'm trying to find a fancy right. word to saying. They want to be business friends. But I know Hulu still has some, but Hulu is Disney owned. I think they own the, the majority shares. And so that's essentially Disney, you know, ABC, ESPN, that, right. that company, all um, Disney. As far as the leaks from The Last of Us, so that was April 25th that got put out. And then obviously Sony stepped in and uh, took that all down as quick as they can. Um, I'm sure things are still getting copied and uploaded and taken down probably every minute of every hour on YouTube. Um, but Naughty Dog released an official statement on their website, or excuse me, via Twitter. Sorry. Uh, via Twitter, uh, they stated... And Naughty Dog is a production company, right? And it's yes, just kind they, of a subsidiary they are, of Sony? They're a first-party developer for Sony Interactive. So what that means is uh, Naughty Dog um, creates games specifically for PlayStation. Oh, okay. Kind of like how the new Spider-Man was. A, that is a... Before, that, would, that game came out right before Disney reacquired Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and Sony still owned the IP. And so that's why Marvel Spider-Man is on there. And that's another thing... Um, they actually also acquired the license to make the second one. Disney's been okay with it. And so that's the second one's also going to be Sony exclusive. Well, Sony did a great job with it. I mean, I've seen gameplay from it and everything. The mechanics look, look really good. The story, I have watched some of the story on that because I'm not, I'm not a big Spider-Man fan, but I'm, I'm a big MCU fan. Right. You know, I'm a big Marvel fan. And, and, and the recent popularity that they have, it's kind of hard to not get back into some of the hobbies and some of the interests that you had when you were younger and just kind of, especially now that I have kids, try to share them. Right. Uh, per Naughty Dog, they posted on their Twitter, we know the last few days have been difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-lease footage and development, uh, excuse me, from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. Last of Us Part Two will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. So that is via Naughty Dog. Basically telling people if you know what you if you know what you saw and read it um, or watched a video, shut your mouth. Yeah, don't spoil it for yeah. others. And my my thing is, as a video game player, as as somebody who has been looking for this game for seven years, it's it sucks because I <laughs> literally am walking on eggshells because now trying to do a podcast about this topic. Yeah. I, you know, I'm clicking on links. I'm pulling up, you know, the Wikipedia for, uh, the last of us and things to talk about that game and to talk about naughty dog and Neil Druckmann, but I can't click on any comments. No, at all. No. Like, and to cause kinda, that's the cesspool of everything you find on the internet is the comments. I was on a, uh, YouTube video for, uh, destiny Two. Last uh, in 2018, I was trying to look up some deal how to get this exotic weapon in Destiny 2, and Red Dead Redemption 2 had not came out yet. This video was a Destiny channel was about Destiny. Destiny's owned by uh, was at the time uh, is developed by Bungie, who the guys that made Halo, owned by Activision at the time. No way, shape, or form associated with Rockstar Games whatsoever. And you go down. I was just looking at the comments to see about like. Is this the best way? Because when you're looking up guides on the internet, sometimes people will be like, well, actually, you can do this a different way. I was yeah. looking through the comments, and the ending for Red Dead Redemption 2 was spoiled for me oh, in man. the comment section. In writing, or was it a, was it a picture? Yeah, no, somebody put a comment in oh, the gosh. on the YouTube sections, and that spoiled it for me. So as a, as a gamer, this is horrible news. 
Yeah. You know, you want that raw emotion just the same. And you may not be a big, if you're listening, you may not be a big fan of video games. You're like, it's just a video game. And I, I, if you haven't played video games in the last 10 years, you don't understand how much they've evolved. Like they are legitimately almost like, I would compare them to movies. I would compare them to novels that are acted out and performed right on screen. Yeah, cinema, the, cinema player, movies, cinema movies. That's that, that really is at, at most two hours. And yeah, you can come back and you can watch it. But it takes, I mean, it takes days to get into these, to, to get into these games and stories and you, you spend up spending a lot of time. I mean, there was, I remember when the first fable came out back in the early two thousands, I remember spending 50 to a hundred hours in that game, developing and playing and you, it becomes an attachment that you have. Yeah. It's so, it's so different than emotionally invested. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it, they mirror your avatar similar to whatever your interests are in especially in a game like Fable, you know, with a game like Last of Us, it's just a broad character that, that you get to connect to. But they do that for a reason as opposed to just having action constantly all the time in games like this versus games like Modern Warfare or Fortnite. It's which just are, a different Which community. are good games. Like, I love Call of Duty. And like, a lot of people are like, well, you know, the hardcore gamers, you're like, you're not a hardcore gamer if you play Call of Duty or Fortnite. And I'm like, I'm a hardcore gamer because I play all video games exactly like, or I'm a hardcore gamer because I play games I just like, like games it's my life. you know what I mean yeah. like I don't like that stigma that people have to be classified in a one certain group and that applies to video games you play what you want man yeah if you enjoy first person shooters of course you're gonna like Call of Duty and and you may not like it because this one you know they're, the, the levels haven't been that great and it's poor design choice but that's those are different topics but play what you want to um, but the cool thing that this leak did do that I think that is not really getting talked about much. The big news on Wednesday, I believe it was, Sony stated that The Last of Us 2 is coming out, I believe, June 19th. That was what I was going to ask you, actually, is how long since since the, the leaks just happened, it how happened. long until the game is going to now be released? So that's the thing. Like earlier in the podcast, I had mentioned, um, so they had pushed it back. To the fall. I don't even know if they gave it a, a direct date in the fall. I think there was like some conclusions that was going to come out maybe in September or November. And I do remember them saying it is it is postponed indefinitely. indefinitely. I do remember seeing They that. didn't have no more dates. and I <laughs> They didn't that, have uh, no more dates. There was nothing there. <laughs> and uh, this thing got delayed, I think, because of part of it was the coronavirus. I think um, Naughty Dog, and we'll talk about it later, they've been in the news. Uh, not good news, but I guess any news is good news when you're looking for press. But... Not with the, the high turnover rate. The development <laughs> of this game apparently has caused high crunch issues. I guess a lot of employees are disgruntled because of being overworked, trying to get this game done and out uh, before the end of the year. And so the game was just indefinitely delayed. And then all of a sudden on Wednesday, they come out and say, it'll be here June 19th. And I guarantee you, this is probably what happened. Execs from Sony met with execs from Naughty Dog and was like, Okay, what the hell happened? Who leaked this? What? Yeah, how did this yeah. get out? There was probably some discussions had, and Sony was like, what is the earliest date we can get this game out? Because I think what they're worried about is, if this game, people know the ending, could that deter certain people? It's not even if I Even if I did get it spoiled for me, it wouldn't deter me, but I'm sure there are sales implications yeah. of this. Uh, especially when they say things like delayed indefinitely. Yeah. Because like, you got to think, before Wednesday... Nobody knew when this game was coming out, and now the ending is online. This game could have released in January of next year, and people already knew about it. Nobody would want to care at that point. Exactly. I've exactly. known for a year how it ends, so why would I play it? So I guarantee you Sony was like, 
get this thing out and get it done. And they're probably having to crunch even more to get it to go gold to release by June 19th. And so who knows if we're how, what now you're kind of wondering what is the product that we get? Is it going to be full of bugs? You know, is it going to have time to go through the testing that a lot of game developers have to before a game goes gold? And that's one of the reasons that Naughty Dog has been not necessarily the last of us too, but naughty dog itself has been in the news so much. Um, back in March, there was an article with daily gaming report talking about, uh, an ex employee who had left saying that the reason I left was because I only want to work with the best. And that's no longer naughty dog. Their reputation for crunch within LA is so bad. It was near impossible to hire seasoned contract game animators to close out the project. And they ended up loading up on film animators. And so, you know, if they have a high turnover rate and it's a management system that's looking to not really keep people on, I mean, contract work is one thing, but if you want to develop a company and you want to develop story games, and I would assume story games, you know, people would have a much more, a deeper investment in versus a run and shoot game. Not that there's not going to be equal, you know, some investment, right. but you know, a story is different than, than fire, fire, steady, go. Right. Uh, if you can't, if you can't keep that, uh, a group of people sitting and working together and, and pay them appropriately. And you just contract out, you're not going to have a good morale system. You're not going to have a good culture and it's going to, it's going to affect the game. And, and I get that. And I, I don't like when all that news broke about crunch with naughty dog, a lot of people in the gaming community and games journalism were kind of like placing blame on naughty dog. Ask, I saw a lot of hate mail go towards Neil Druckmann and you know, you know, why aren't you treating your employees fairly? They're not getting paid enough to work this many hours to be away from their family and blah, 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 blah. And you have to understand, like I said, Naughty Dog is a first-party Sony company. Naughty Dog has to do what Sony tells them. Right. So they're given a, only – Sony provides all that money to make this game. Like, Because games now, are they, they're very expensive to make. I, yeah. think, I think Red Dead Redemption broke uh, – Red Dead Redemption 2 broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the most expensive video game to make. I think it cost almost $300 million to make. And I'm just ballparking that number. But I know it was super expensive. And the publisher has to allot that money. And they're going if, to – if a company is giving you so much money to make something, they're going to want an end product by a certain date. And if you don't deliver that – you don't have funding for your company anymore. So as much hate that wants to go into Naughty Dog and how you know they how do they treat their employees? Is this fair labor practices and all that? You have to understand, Sony's behind them cracking that whip. Yeah, this yeah. is their game. Even though it's developed by Naughty Dog, this is Sony's bread and butter. This is this game right here is up there. This is their this this is they're going to be their magnum opus for the PlayStation 4. This is the one game that everybody on PlayStation has been looking forward to since it came out. It's the most anticipated game of the year, probably behind Cyberpunk 2077, which I don't know if you're familiar. I'm excited about that game too as well. That just looks guys so made interesting. The Witcher. That's those two games, Last of Us 2 and uh Cyberpunk and maybe Ghost of Tsushima, uh which also got a release date of July. Um those are the big games coming out this year and when you're expected to produce something, you only have a certain time. So I, I totally think this was a Sony move saying, get this game out because it's not going to sell if people know, especially if you don't. I think, I think Neil Druckmann and his team have a lot of pull in Sony. Yeah. I think Sony was totally fine with them delaying it. And because also what's coming out this fall, which may not be coming out this holiday season now, is the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Has, not, has been announced stating that it will release this holiday. Um but now, because of the coronavirus, um, yes, Sony PlayStation is based in Japan, but most consoles are developed in China, and because of the coronavirus, a lot of plants were shut down. Yeah. So there's talk, is that even going to come out this year? We don't know, but 
I think delaying it till next year made it where Sony was fine with that because it's like, hey, we can put it on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 at the same time. We're fine with that. And then now all this happens and it's like, get it out. Because there's no right decision. But I'm with you. I think the best thing for them to do is, is to push it out. People are staying at home. People are going to play it. I agree. If you wait until January, as many people are as, are as interested now may not be as interested in January. And that's the thing. It sucks that this news got leaked. Nobody wants yeah. to have a game spoiled for them. But hey, you're welcome. It's coming out in June now. That's the other part of it. I mean, is the gaming community going to be... I, I hate to spend this much time, but at the same time, I love spending this much time. Um, is the gaming community more excited about this leak? Then they are about protecting the quality of content. I think if you like at from my personal perspective, I feel bad for the people that have put their blood and sweat and tears into this project and have worked so many hours away from their families to have something ruined. I feel for you. I really do. Because if I was a creative work, we are creating something right now. Yeah. And if somehow yeah. it were to get ruined where we couldn't get it to somebody in the way that we wanted, I would feel bad. So from that aspect, I feel for everybody at Naughty Dog that had this spoiled. But at the same time, as a gamer, I'm so grateful that I'm yeah. finally getting to play this game. Well, and I would be excited that eventually I would rather get the content out in a hurried ma manner where people could actually listen to it than to wait where nobody is interested and then put it out. And, and so, it, I mean, it, it it's a double-edged sword with it. There's good and there's bad with it. Right. And so it's just, it's your own personal flavor of the, the topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, we wanted to uh, talk to you guys about the FXX and Hulu show. I don't know if it's a Hulu show, but it, it, I watch it on Hulu. I don't watch it on FXX. Dave. Yes. Little Dicky show. Very, very excited about this. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen this, uh, obviously. Um, if you haven't, push pause. Go watch it. Go watch that. And, and then, then come, come back, back so yeah. that way we don't spoil anything. Because, yeah, spoilers, this, the season ended this last Wednesday. And so we've given you time to get caught up. If you haven't get, gotten caught up, then you know push pause. Go watch it and then Go come back it. to us and then and we'll, we'll talk it. about it. But it, it, is, it is the funniest. I, I have not watched something this funny. I have not laughed out loud at a TV show in a long, long time. I'm oh, a, I agree. A TV a, show, definitely. No. I'm a huge South Park fan. I think, I mean, this to me is up there with... I, I man, I, I want to say maybe like Chappelle show or something like that. Funny, it's where I have not laughed that hard at something. Yeah, I, I would say it's like Chappelle show in the sense of I'm I'm just laughing. Like it just makes me happy. It's inventive. It's creative. Um, but it's obvious it's not a sketch show. Uh, whereas the Chappelle show was, you know, this uh, Dave, it's a, it's kind of a semi biographical or biographical. <laughs> uh, it's a semi biography kind of in a way. It, yeah. I think it has it's, some it's, aspects. It's a funny eight mile. It's a funny eight mile. That's an interesting <laughs> way of it's a funny eight mile with where he's not really in any danger at all and talks a lot more about himself. So for those that don't know who Dave is or who we're talking about, Dave is a uh, David Andrew Bird, also known as Lil Dicky. He's a rapper who. Started out originally trying to be a rapper um, to get into comedy and uh, acting, but he actually fell in love with rapping. And he's really not bad. There's he's a, really good. If you want a sample of his best, probably rap, if you're a fan of rap and hip hop, go look up the song The Antagonist yeah. by Lil Dicky. And that's 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 probably gives you an example that this, this dude, yeah, he's funny. He makes jokes and there are jokes within that song's lyrics but he's actually a really good rapper he's a really good rapper i mean his his rhymes go really well together and he watching the videos about him and, and interviews i've seen with him he is a generally great guy 
Like he's just a happy, whole spirited, positive guy that just wants to wants to share good music, make good music, and 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 live life to the fullest. I mean, you got to commend him and, and that spirit and that energy. And and he's 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 worked with uh, you know Snoop Dogg, T Pain, uh, and a, a, quite a few other rappers, um, Mystical, um, Lil Yachty. Uh, these are all via his Wikipedia. Um, He's also kind of a big advocate of like saving the planet and recycling. I don't know. Have you seen the music video for uh, We Love the Earth? We Love the Earth, yeah. I've seen the music video. He's got a lot of it's big great stars song. and, and a lot was, of other... There was like tons of celebrities yes. on that. And I guess he's he does work with Leonardo DiCaprio's foundation. Yes. Um, which, what is... What Do you know the name of that? I don't have no idea. What have you seen that is. documentary, uh, the National Geographic thing he did where he went to like Antarctica and stuff? I haven't. It's really good. You should look it up. You can... Uh, so you have Disney Plus? I have Disney Plus. Is Go, it on Disney Plus? It's on the National Geographic thing. Okay. And you, I think the whole thing's on YouTube too. But okay. it's like... Just I've look got up, Disney Plus. Just look I'll up DiCaprio that. documentary about saving the world. Okay. Thank yeah. you for trying to save us, Leo. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. For trying but, to save us. But yeah, us. that's who Dave is. Uh, Lil Dicky. And, and uh, he recently... I mean, he, I mean, he's been around for five or six years uh but he had a, a single not a single he had a song that came out a few years ago save that money he did it with um i think he did it with fetty wap and i mean it's a hilarious music video and he's going through and you know he kind of the the music video is about eight minutes long and there's segments of him interviewing homeowners saying hey i want to make a music video and it's a rap video and i want to play on the extravagance of of having this big house and you know he, he i think his goal was to do the whole thing for free and i think he was able to um and so that's i mean he's just Anything that you can look up with him, it's great. Yeah, he does not make bad content. And uh, if you're listening to this and you have no idea, you're completely blind to it. I will say this: viewer discretion advised, <laughs> big yeah. time. Because there's it's not. there's a uh, episode three gets it's, it gets pretty wacky, and then the final episode gets even oh gosh, more out there. Yeah. Episode three, episode three. I think everybody on the internet and in the world agrees with me. We we had this discussion. Yeah, we it were is both wanting to talk about different episodes. Which yes. one's the funniest to us? And we both said. Three. It was three. It was, it was three. three. And I, it was just, it's funny, but it's also funny to the extent that you almost want to push pause because you're on edge of like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. It's just, it's, it's almost an overload. So, uh, viewer discretion advice for the rest of the podcast too. We're going to get into the oh episode gosh, and stuff and talk about some <laughs> stuff. Uh, so I'm sorry, mom, but spoilers for yeah. Dave. If you haven't seen it, pause that, go watch it. Yeah. Uh, in three, two, one. Milking table. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. You know, and, and I gotta, I gotta give it the writing in that is spectacular, and I, I love the writing in the sense of the character development it's between so him and his girlfriend. They did a great job of showing that whole that. situation is so out there. Yeah, that it's like this would never happen, but the way they act and the chemistry that they have on screen, you totally buy that this dude. Wants to get milked. Exactly. And if you don't as know much what as milking he table is, I'm going to leave that for your own Google uh, prowess. Yeah. Or just watch. Just watch the episode. Just watch They'll Dave, explain. Episode They'll three. explain. Don't, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be around kids and go just Google milking table. No, no, no. Not at all. But um, that 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 interaction that they have and the conversations that they have, it's, it really is. It's a great way of showing the awkwardness that comes with having to have conversations about intimacy or anything right. like that with your, with your significant other. And it's just, it's so well done. Yeah. He has a, uh, what's hydro... Sci-fi. That whole that that episode is titled. Are you talking about his his condition? His condition. He, I just don't even get into uh, his condition. Yeah, anyways, here it is, right he, here. He has a condition. Hypospadius. Hypospadius. And and I guess he has a deformed uh, male. It's a penis. It's a penis. We can say penis. We can say penis. That's what it is. <laughs> we can say penis. Um, on a but yeah, and anyway, it's it, it kind of centers around his. 
you know, his worry and his his not not necessarily inadequacies, but his uncomfortability and it's with not showing that that he's never had sex with his girlfriend. No, no, she's they've just never had sex in the light, and she's never seen. She's his never penis. actually seen it. Yeah, and his so that dick. was We're yeah, call it his a dick. dick, and that was his little dicky. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was, I mean, that was the episode when you look at, when you step back and you look at the context of it, I mean, the context of it isn't necessarily something that would be funny, but the, it's that awkward conversation that by bringing light to it and comedy to it, it just, it just made it all so much better. <laughs> the best part of that whole episode, I think to, to it, you know, it's kind of like in, in, in porn, they have the term fluffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first thirty seconds of that, or the first two minutes of that episode, is the fluffer for about because it's gonna get worse. He yeah. he like just sneaks off into his closet and he pulls out this thing, oh, a it's lower a, half of a of a sex a, doll. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> I guess a rubber torso area yeah. downward. Yeah, and, and he proceeds to use it for uh, self gratification. Yeah. And the whole time it, that he's it really, doing it, there's a picture of Drake on the wall <laughs> and he's just staring at it. And at first I was like, why is he putting that heater up next so he can make it yeah, warm and yeah, feel yeah. as realistic yeah, as possible? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But that, that, that first 30 seconds of the episode is so damn funny. It is. And that gives you an, I mean, it's, it, it really is. There are some out there and there are just, they're really interesting ways that he and the other writers have brought about really important topics about, I mean, then that was a, it was a great way of interpreting and kind of showing that type of hesitation in a relationship. Right. And there was another thing that was, um, and then she becomes accepting of it too. Oh, she doesn't beyond care. accepting. She makes him she a milking s- table. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's the, not love to, to go out above, the, they start going about what, what makes them tick. She wants to be dirty talked during sex. Yeah, and uh, so he tries to, and that's hilarious too. And that's because, to that's because he raps. And when he raps, I mean, he's, he's a little more grotesque and, and filthy. And she, she wants to experience little Dicky when he's just like, but I'm not little Dicky. That's just a guy I, I am. I'm, I'm Dave. Is there, is there a, med- I don't like that stuff. <laughs> is there a, med- is there a medical term for, no, there's not, ass? there's not, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But another topic that they, that they bring up, um, it was an episode five hype man. Oh God. Uh, and great and, episodes and Gata, who in, in real life, his name is Gata. He's an upcoming rapper who has an amazing job in this entire series. Great friends with Dave. He, yeah. Great friends with Dave. In real life too. Um, he reveals in episode five that he has by, that he is bipolar. Right. And I mean, it just, you see, you, you kind of have an idea that there's going to be some sort of mental health issue through that episode. Uh, Cause it's kind of a little bit of a background about him. And man, he, he goes into this monologue and it's, it feels like it's five minutes of him just talking and him wearing his heart on the sleeve and he's, he's coming to tears and he's just releasing all these emotions and feelings and, and telling his closest friends, he loves you guys. And he's like, I just can't, I can't be both. I'm up and down constantly. And he's doing his best for, for little Dickie's reveal concert, basically his first real life performance. And it's just, God, it was an amazing. And that's another, you know, point of testament to this, how good this show is that yes, it can be outlandishly hilarious with things like in episode three that are, you know, pushing the limits of television and all that. But then the way it, it addresses mental illness in episode five yeah. is just fantastic. And as somebody who suffers from, I earlier last year, I got diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Um, and lately I've had some stuff that I've had to talk with my closest friends about and my, my wife and dealing with those things and seeing Gata go through that and, when he just starts breaking down and crying, man, as somebody who has a small diagnosis of mental illness myself, I, I feel for him, man. Like, yeah. and it just hits you right in the feels. It, yeah. It's it's so good. Uh, but that's 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 the variety that you get, and it 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 has its dramatic moments. There in the uh, episode nine, when 
Dave and his girlfriend go to a uh, go to a sister's wedding. Yeah. Oh man, that caught me right in the. And there's a lot of this show does such a damn good job of foreshadowing. Yeah. You remember the beginning of that episode, episode nine? He's his girlfriend and him are, are at home uh, getting ready to leave, and he's 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 on the computer playing with auto tune. He's trying um, to make a new song for his yeah. rap album. And him and his girlfriend are talking are talking back and forth, and she's trying to get him to go, and he's saying no, he doesn't want to, and he's kind of being resilient, and she's she's prodding along the idea of we need to go. I'm waiting for you, and 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 then at the end, and they pull that full circle because they're having relationship issues to where. Uh, he doesn't feel like she is reciprocating enough to where accept being accepting of him and trying to him further advance his career. I think he even makes says the line like, "Don't don't be upset with my ambitions because you don't have any." And yes. that's like a stab in the yes. chest. It was a stab because that was what her family had essentially told her. They were really At proud because Dave Dave was about to get signed and he was talking about that. And his parents made the comment of, you know, oh, you're just a kindergarten teacher, which, you know, I, I'm in education. My wife's in education. Kindergarten teachers are the salt of the earth. They're the best thing on, on this earth. Right. Um, but they made that comment to her that, oh, you don't have ambition. And that's something that she has talked about, that she's fighting against her family and a worry that she has. And that betrayal of him and, and you could tell it in his I mean he did such a great job portraying and they did a great job portraying that scene of she was just like I'm done right yeah it, it just and then it kind of ends on a cliffhanger because episode 10 he references her name's Allie right Allie yeah he references her once in that episode through a text and she just kind of liked his text oh yeah yeah she He's, pushed the like button on the on I guess yeah. I'm assuming that's an iPhone yeah, and you wouldn't know. Nope, wouldn't. That's, that's I'm an okay. Android user. I'm that's sorry. Okay. Yeah, he's he's letting her know because he tries logging into his Hulu and like a lot of people, I'm sure it says that he's logged on to too many devices. So he resets his password and he sends this long, not long, uh, I say long for iPhone, which means it's about eight lines, saying that he changes the password and he knows that he, she was probably watching it. And so he gives him the new password and then explains why the password is the password in a very Dave style. Well, and then also like, I love you. I miss you. Yeah, he said, I miss you. Yeah, and she starts typing, and so you see the three little dots. Like that she's if you gonna had type? an iPhone, yeah, that's what that means. And, uh, and then she deletes it, and she likes the message, and it's just and that's soul it. crushing. And as a man, oh. to feel that, to know that somebody that you have feelings for, and they they're just not gonna even respond to you, you're just like, oh man, I oh we didn't I even up. say what happened. It was it's Dave's fault. He oh, yeah. left the wedding after she gave this. She was worried the whole episode about her 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 bridesmaid speech, and she gives and she gives this amazing speech, heartfelt, heartfelt speech. You, I mean, that's one of the best speeches alone. I wish I could. I wish I could steal that for every single wedding I'm right. ever going to be a part of. But <laughs> she's she's um, she's talking to the bride, but she's actually every word that she's mean, saying is meant for Dave. Yeah. As and kind of a big, this is this is what it is. This is what I've been trying to tell you. And I'm here. I if you would, I I've done so much for you, and I love you. And you know. And he gets that look. I saw that look on his face. I was like, sweet. He's gonna turn it around. And I it just up. character development. It just the next scene. He's driving off. He drive. He drove he off left to go her. make the meeting with the executives about our signing because a record he, deal. And I took that as well. He knows he's not. He knows he's not gonna be able to be there for her as much as he feels he can. But then, of course, he misses her. Right. And I think it. Um. I know. Uh, he's got another song, Molly. Um, that's really, it's kind of a slower song. It's kind of soft, but it's, it's a great song with a great music video as well. His, his songs are amazing stories. And I think it kind of was designed to kind of mirror that past relationship yeah. that he had. Not that he's hung up over or anything, but we all, we all have that relationship that has left a mark on us. Right. And then of course it all culminates with episode 10 
And <laughs> the first, I, the way it starts shoot. off, I think that's amazing. I was kind of wanting him to wrap the entire episode. That would have been really cool. Because what he was doing, if you haven't seen it, episode 10 starts off uh, with him rapping. At a concert. At a concert. And then ends up going to jail. Well, the fans are shouting, show your dick. Yeah, show they're, they're, your dick. Because he's little dicky. His, he's like, well, what if I show my nuts? He's, he's like, I, I don't want to do that. I'll show my nuts. Instead. So he pulls a ball out. And then gets get the police arrest him in backstage for because it's expose, an all ages show. It's an all ages show, so they're arresting him if under the impression that there had to be at least one minor there. So he exposed himself to a minor. So he goes to court, and during this whole proceeding, he's rapping this entire story. He's rapping this story, yeah. And he goes to jail. How he meets, uh, he has to side with either the whites, Mexicans, or blacks in jail. Like they so can't side with the whites with, because he's Jewish, and yeah. so the Nazis aren't going to like him. Exactly. And so he's like, "Well, I have a, I have a couple of black friends, but then should I also go to the to the Mexican?" And just the way he word plays and the it's way so that funny. it's so beautiful. And and uh, there's a scene that ends. <laughs> that, well, I'll just leave it up for you to watch. Uh, but it's there's a scene with him and Don Quixote. Don Quixote. That's um, that's all I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah, and and but that's when that's when we figure out that episode ten does not actually take place with him going to jail. It's his new release song. Yeah, this is that the song wanting. that he wants to give to the. Yeah. He, so he didn't really go to jail. He was just saying trying to pitch this to a record company. But the and, first nine minutes of the show, you as the viewer have no idea that yeah, that's what's going like, on. What and it's he, graphic. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's on? graphic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out that you know that record company doesn't want to sign him because. Yeah. Uh, it was just too offensive. Well, they didn't want him to release that song. They said, you're not going to release, release the song. And he was like, well, I, I was under the impression that I had creative control and you just handled everything else. And he kind of learned that that was the opposite. Right. That that's really not what's going to happen. And, um, you know, he went to his manager buddy, uh, his best friend and roommate, Mike, um, who had who he also found in that episode had quit his job as a day trader so that he could be, be Dickie's manager, manager. full time. He told him not to do it. Yeah. Um, another girl, uh, a, a regular in the series, uh, played by Christine Co. Emma, which is Allie's roommate. She told him essentially not to do it. Uh, he went to his re- producer friend that told him, "Hey, man, you got two options. You can release it, and everyone loves it, and you're doing great, and your 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 record label has to push it, or you release it. Everyone hates it. You get fired, and you're right where you want to be anyway." Um, but it was that it was that conversation he had with Gata. You know, that, that, that conversation where Gator was like, you have the opportunity that every other rapper in the entire world before you that is not signed has, right. and you want to throw it away. I just don't get it. Yep. It's in closing out of Dave. It's, it is one of the best TV shows. I honestly, you know, i I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. I'm getting vibes of like a, this is Seinfeld for 2020. It's a group of friends and it's just kind of their stories of their lives. Little Dickie is Jerry. You know, G- <laughs> yeah. Gata is probably Kramer. Kramer, Kramer. You know, George is the man. What's the man? George would be Mike. Mike George would yep. be Mike. Um, and then who's the DJ guy? The- Els. Els oh, is Els right, is his yeah. old buddy that he you know he says he met from like camp or something. That would be like the Elaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense to you, Els. It's just that that's that character, that dynamic. They're they're best friends and everything. They have been for a long time. And hey, who knows? Maybe they did used to hook up. I don't know. Uh, you know, you never know. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. Whatever happens at their day camp, but I'm yeah, sure it was perfectly fine. Uh, Dave is a fantastic show. I hope you guys go check that out and give it some love. Because from what I had he- I had heard originally, there were initially no plans to make a season two. I that this was going to be did. a one and done. I'm pretty sure Gata announced live on Instagram that they did, right? And and that they did what? That, that, that they are going to renew it for a second season. Good, good. And my thing is, is I didn't know if, if it was going to be picked up by, if that's, because 
I'm sure what happened with this is I'm not talking trash on FXX, but Dave probably would have rather had Comedy Central or a higher network, but it's all kind of who's going to take you. Yeah. And maybe they maybe FXX just had a contract for one season and maybe. to see how it goes. But maybe. I'm telling you, as good as it did, uh, I think I think uh, it's definitely going to get renewed. Um, I did have a question. So I've only watched it on Hulu. Have you seen it on FXX at all? No, I watched it on Hulu. So as I didn't. Well. I didn't know if X. I I canceled like my satellite and all that because all the streaming services. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like, we're I the same I don't way. see a need to have cable or anything like that. We just right don't now. park ourselves in front of the TV enough to justify. Exactly. It. You're paying I'm sure too if much. We, I'm sure if we did, maybe. And or even if I did, there's, I only watch like three channels. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going to pay for all yeah, that. No. But I didn't know if FXX. Obviously, they. What all do they censor? Because there are some stuff in this series that I'm like, man. I think FXX doesn't. Cen- I don't know. Like, I have no idea because I know there's FX and then there's FXX because know, there's yeah there's a lot of stuff. I know there. FX and stuff can say shit and all that, but I don't think you can drop the f bomb no. on those network shows or anything like that. So I didn't. A show a man self gratifying himself with a bomb city dot locker room talk <laughs> at gmail dot com. Write us in and tell us if uh, you know. FXX is is it as graphic as it is on Hulu or not? I don't yeah, know, yeah. but um, but no, I agree. Uh, you know, because I think we're trying to wrap up. Dave is the flavor of the week. Last of Us Two had some great information and great stuff, but Dave that series, I mean, that is my go to. If you want to stream something and you want good original content along with great story, yeah, for great sure. characters, and just you will laugh your face off. Dave is the show for you for sure. Um. Before we close, I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about for anything exciting that you've read about or what's going on? Um, I don't. Uh, just, you know, keep up with our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, we'll be releasing some clues of what we're going to have for this upcoming week's Flavor of the Week. Uh, we'll as have- well as our uh, James and Aaron's uh, Locker Room Hype. Locker Room Hype. Uh, they, they, James just did a fa- magnificent interview with uh, Devon Flagler, who um, played for the Amarillo City Venom. Mm-hmm. Um very good interview if you're a sports nut and a football fan go give that a listen because it kind of talks about what it's like living that collegiate athlete life and flagler is just a great guy he's just an all around, around an amazing educator being. i had the i had the opportunity to uh to work with him a little bit when we were both at san jacinto and he is i mean he's the type of educator and the type of role model that we need in our elementaries and, did, and with our young students have you listened to the interview yet i have i have oh yeah it's, and of course you know he did they did a great job i could listen to Vaughn, we call him. We call him Vaughn. It, yeah. it, I could listen to him talk for hours. Yeah, because he's just that type of person. He's the type of person he talks. You listen. He's very engaging with conversation. So go check that out. Locker room. And he's got a great smile. He does. He's got. A, he's got a happy face. <laughs> right? he's, he's just got a. You know, when he smiles, it's just it's it's one of those smiles. He's just a. He's just a great guy. We love Vaughn. So for a heads up for next week, obviously, you know, we're gonna have our locker room talk podcast with all four of us. Then there will be locker room hype, and then at look forward to us next Friday for next week's Flavor of the Week. This has been Bomb City Locker Room Talks Flavor of the Week. As always, I am Joseph King. And I am Jared Scott. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.